Welcome to the Power of Being You podcast, where we interview people who are out in the world creating change by being authentically themselves. Come along with us as we discover tips and tools that you can use to shine your brilliance even brighter. I'm Sarah Grandinetti, and I'm excited to explore the power of being you. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Power of Being You podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Grandinetti, and I am so excited to have um, one of my dear creator friends here with me. Um, She is like eyes and ears on everything that I get to create in my business as a certified facilitator for Access Consciousness. And she also works with Access Consciousness. She does social media for Access and for Dr. Dane here. She's on the Symphony Advanced Practitioner Gaggle. Um, she just does all the things. Oh, and bars. She's the, she's the thumbs behind the bars page. I'd say the face, but that's not exactly true, but the thumbs, um, stand social media. Um, anyways, she's fucking brilliant. And, um, but one of the places that like, uh, Kate inspires me a lot is, oh, her name's Kate Sarton. I didn't say that yet. So hi, Kate. Welcome. I'm already laughing. Hi, thank you so much for having me on today. <laughs> oh, there is no form and structure on this podcast. Okay. Um, but one of the one of the places and spaces that I get to explore consistently with Kate is uh parenting and asking to be a different kind of parent using access consciousness tools. Um and we have uh I have a few more kids than Kate. <laughs> But um, our daughter, we both have daughters of similar age and uh, raising kids in today's world is an interesting um, feat. And what I will say also in said intro that I'm doing right now is that um, we're, we're raising kids in a world that our parents didn't experience. And so I think there, and, it, and such a vast difference with the introduction of the internet and social media and all of these things that generations before could pull on more of what, how their parents parented. And if you're still doing that in 2023, I mean, you might want to, uh, you know, take a hard look in the mirror and see what else is possible, which is what we're going to explore today. So welcome Kate again. Thank you for being here. Um, so will you tell me a little bit about your beautiful child and, um, um, what you've always known about her? Let's start with that. Let's talk about the gift that this creature is. Oh my God, that is so awesome. (laughs) Thank you for that. So I have a daughter, her name is Phoenix. She's gonna be 11 soon. Um, And what I love so much about this question is that literally when I was pregnant, I don't remember which month, but I remember when I was pregnant and I was driving on a backcountry road in Maine and I was about to cross over some train tracks. And for whatever reason, there was this moment where I suddenly perceived how fucking massive she was as a being. And I was like, oh shit, okay. She is going to be literally delivered in this tiny little package of a baby, but she's huge. And she knows so much more than like what this baby would seem to know by like this reality standards of like, I need to learn to walk and talk or whatever, that she was just so much bigger than that. Um, And I remember even the like process of trying to pick out her name. I did the like research thing of like, okay, like let's look at Irish names and Italian names and like Greek mythology and (laughs) all of this stuff. 
And I grew up with a very common name. There were always five other Kates around. And so I had to come up with nicknames or like I was Kate S and there was Katie D and whatever. I even had to change my name, not officially, but a couple times in like spas that I worked at because there were too many Kates. So then I was Kat or there was a cat. So then I was Kate again. Like anyway, so I had in my awareness of like, okay, I would love to have a name for her that is like unique enough that it's like her but not so unique that then it goes to the other standpoint of like no one can say it or whatever that is but anyway that's just a silly side story i was so aware of like her fieriness and her earthiness and like fluidity and the phoenix has always been something for me of like what that is to like allow yourself to destroy and uncreate and move with change and embrace it and how much greater it all becomes when we are willing to step into that and i didn't want to force the name phoenix upon her or upon my husband for choosing it because it was something for me but once we like had talked about it enough he was like let's just choose that and it's so fucking fitting for her because she is like she's always moving and not that it looks like this giant transition of like a phoenix burning up and turning to ash but like she's always moving and looking at things in such a different way she's so fucking smart and communicating is a capacity for sure i don't think she has stopped talking since she was eight years or nine years old since eight months old when she started doing animal noises already she just doesn't stop and i even put up a funny story on instagram today of a moment of this morning where she was like, hey, mom, look at this, mom, look at this other thing. Okay, but you have to look a little bit longer. Okay, mom. And she was showing me all this stuff. And I was like, okay, but really, after this, I have to focus on what I'm doing. Okay, because side note, we homeschool. So she's with me while I'm working. And she was like, okay, this is the last thing. And like 20 second pause. And she's back in. Oh, so I was thinking. <laughs> she's just always so engaged and moving with whatever is up here or around her or that but i could talk about her forever so i'll pause there (laughs) well the the cool thing that i'd love to really highlight is um the awareness of the being um you know, this reality tells us like you're the parent and you have to tell, teach the kid right and wrong, good and bad, and therefore bring up, you know, a decent contributory person in society. And we, we are not taught to look from the space of the being that is choosing the body that is coming from with your loin, from within your loins. (laughs) Whatever we do, don't clip that as a podcast clip. (laughs) Um, anyways, so what, what can we expand on there, um, in approaching parenting to begin with? Because I know for me, like I was definitely raised where like the parent knew best, the adult always knew, um, if there were, if I was ever in trouble, um, the adults point of view about what happened, like they're bringing it to my parents or whatever, um, had way more weight than, what I had to say, um, because I was a kid and I didn't know. Um, so what does it look like for you? Like from that moment when she was in your belly to raise her from, you know, and, um, actually acknowledging that in, I guess in contributing to her to be the person that she can be. I, I hate saying the word raising, even it's such a weird word. Um, and then I go to like my grandpa who would say, bring them up, you know, like, <laughs> so whatever it is. 
do you want to, can you talk a little bit about what that is for you? Yeah. And there's like a couple of things that all play together with that. And this isn't necessarily linear. The first piece that pops to share, and I don't mean to make this all about like homeschooling and like education and learning. Um, what I saw when she was at, at once she was born and was now engaging with the world and this environment, I side note, I didn't grow up with little kids. I grew up with three older brothers. So I had like no reference point to what it was like to have babies around and how they just were in the world. I, I had no fucking idea. And so my mind was blown with her of like what a sponge she was and like how she saw things and then how she would engage with them. And as she even got to like two and had her language had just like exploded and, and she had a ton of hair too. So everyone thought she was older than she was because of like those two things kind of put together. Um, I saw how different she was and how she received from the world and perceived the world and not about right or wrong, but just how, and then being around other families, kids and seeing how they interacted with the world differently that's what started the spark for me of even contemplating homeschooling of like wow if we could actually give kids that space and um like feed them with their interests and what lights them up and how they interact with the world and allow them to be so fucking curious like there was something so um expansive but exciting about what that was so there was this piece that kind of exploded for me of just seeing how different she was and how beautiful that was. There was also this piece where, especially in the beginning, I was trying really hard to get it right. So even though I had this awareness, I didn't necessarily have the ease with all of it. And so I did a lot of like very, um, not quite formulaic, but like more solid, like I'm gonna make all of her baby food and it's gonna be all organic. And um, <laughs> like where there's like a, a more, that's way more solid than just like, wow, look at how she engages with the world. So I was doing a lot of those things, like we're gonna avoid this stuff and we're gonna include this stuff and this is what it looks like to support and nurture her. And what I saw for myself like was actually how much pressure that put on me. And even though I have really enjoyed being a mom, which was also super unexpected, I never really planned on being a mom. Um, even though I really enjoyed being a mom, there was still so much stress around trying to get it right. And when those two aspects that I have just kind of walked through, when those two things actually started to like, uh, I don't know if it's like, engage or shift or what that is was when i started playing with the access consciousness tools and the being you changing the world tools because i got to dissolve i wasn't making her wrong but i had so much expectation around myself of what parenting should look like and how i should show up for her and almost be like the permanent protector and barrier between her and the world <laughs> like not not that I was looking at it energetically, but of like, I will be there for, to be interference on all of the things. Like that was such an expectation I had set up for myself with her. And then when I started playing with questions and clearing points of view that I had, a lot of that melted. And now there was the space not only to like 
be excited about her allowance and exploration, but for us to be curious and explore together and not to have it all defined of what it had to look like and allow myself to like choose within a moment if there was something. So we ended up choosing school, like a charter school. So it's not totally normal school, but we chose school for a little bit. And then when all the COVID stuff happened, it all changed online. And then when that was done, then we chose homeschool. And like, it never became a, a formula. It always became, okay, what's here now? What, what creates for her? What creates for me? And what does it look like to have my back and her back at the same time? And like, create this thing together and I don't I don't even remember now if I've like addressed what you asked about no well it's beautiful even where you landed there of like creating together you know um how many parents are there and I know I used to be one of them where like it was like my life and then maybe like my life and my husband's life trying to navigate for other people's lives um and and how either you give up what you would like to have or you um, don't include the kids and what they would like to have. It's like, like the either or of parenting. And so I love the way you walked us through there because like my kids go to public school. Like we moved to a, a neighborhood that have great public schools and that's just, a, that it's a choice and like looking at what, what works for your kids. So if you're out there and you're listening to this, it's not like Kate is not saying anywhere that like, this is the way the, you know, and how to do it. It's like what works for them and what creates the greatest for, um, her child and being from that space and not doing the formula of like, if I'm a good parent, then they eat this, they dress like this, they go to this school and then equals good parent. Um, because there are plenty of kids who are in, you know, either situation school-wise that, um, aren't getting the nurturance that they require. So it's not that, that, um, that is the answer. Totally. Um, but in the idea of creating with the, the beautiful thing that I see you and Phoenix being together is I, I'm going to try to not mix words here, but I'll probably mix words here. So thank you for listening um, <laughs> is like the co-creation mm -hmm. um, and the way that you include her, but not include her because it's the right thing to do as a parent, but because this being is so massive, I'm pretty sure she's not, she wouldn't choose you as a parent if you weren't going to include her. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I haven't even met Phoenix in person, but I also her being so big that I feel like I know her, um, and have experienced so much wisdom through this, this being in the smaller body, um, through Kate sharing stuff. Um, so what, what can you, if you look back to when you, you mentioned like starting to change your points of view and, um, invite question into your world with the access tools. What can you, um, give to our listeners today who are like, where do I start? Like if, you know, wherever they are in parenting, what, what would you like a parent to hear that can get them on that journey of like getting out of the, the solid stuff? Yeah. You know, what instantly popped was like, what do you really know? Like if you didn't have to match up to anything that you were told or anything that you resisted to from parents and then and then it goes beyond just whoever we were raised by right like it expands out to teachers it expands out to any adult whether it's a family member or like a friend's parent or whatever that is and then there's all of these supposed experts in the world who write books and have blogs and social media presence who like have all of their things that they're putting out there that 
even if they're coming from the best of intentions and it has worked for them, it doesn't actually mean that it's going to work for you. And that's something um, that I've seen over and over again in my life, whether it's with my body, whether it's with something that lights me up, whether it's with money, like whatever that is, um, other people's formulas have never worked for me. And even if I can check the box that I like did it, so like I like to tease that, you know, in high school, I checked all the boxes and did all the things, but I wasn't actually like super lit up and happy about life. Instead, I felt deflated of like, well, if this is all the stuff you're supposed to do and I'm not really happy, well, what the fuck now? So there's this piece of like, if you could strip all of that away and didn't have to go to an expert and you actually really knew and not from the not from knowing equating perfection or getting it right but that you actually be something that this kid chose and is asking for and you were willing to approach it as an adventure and a journey then what would start to reveal itself and that you could start to choose every 10 seconds of just like oh what do i know now what would i like to choose now okay, cool. Now what would I like to choose? Now what would I like to choose? Instead of reverberating off of what other people are saying we should do, or even if someone just presents as if they have it all together, it doesn't necessarily translate into your world. I love that. And that's like note for life guys, note for (laughs) life, not just parenting. Um, because we all, we are all so different. And just from starting from that awareness that you are different, your child is different. And even if it's multiple children in the same home. They're all different and they require different awareness, like different, uh, mm, different awareness on what, how to parent them, I guess I would say. And I don't even, again, even using parent as a verb bothers me. So pock and pot, <laughs> pock and pot is the clearing statement. You can go to clearingstatement.com to find out more. Okay. <laughs> um, so recently you and Phoenix had a day at the mall. And you text me about it after, and it was so beautiful, which is what led us to like having this conversation here on the podcast. Um, I called it yesterday. Um, so I'm wondering if you want to like, take us through that a little bit, because what I would say is that, uh, we both, we have a mutual friend, shout out to Abby. Um, she, she gave me a tool about the way she parents years ago. And it's, it changed like so much for me because it is the opposite of how I was parented, which is. Um, the answer is yes, unless it's no. And I started to instill that with my kids where I was like, I'm instead of being the parent, who's always looking at how to say no, or what excuse I can give in order to say no. So I don't have to include something that they're asking for. What if the answer was always yes. And then I had to look at like, is, is no actually what I'd like to choose. And it just flips the script a little bit. And it opens me way up way more to the inclusion of them. Their asks. And the interesting part of being a young person having like, so they already need you for shelter. They need you for food. They need you for rides. They need you for these things in order to like survive. And now if they want to add anything extra to their life, they need your approval or your yes, or your, um, willingness to do said thing or, or, or pay for said thing or whatever that is. Um, and from that place, acknowledging what it must be like, like we forget, you know, we forget what it must be like to have to always go to someone else to, to create your life. And 
a lot of us do this in relationship too. So maybe this also expands into that where it's like, we do relationship from the place of like needing to get the partner's permission. And if you, so if you're an adult and you have a parent, but you're in the situation with another adult, like, look at that, look at what it must be like. And then maybe look at changing the point of view. Um, so all that to say, Kate took her daughter out for a day and the store, the thing that followed was really inspirational. And I'd love for you to share more about it. Yeah. Okay, so true to true to Kate form, I'm gonna pop in a couple of pieces that aren't necessarily linear, but that like play to create this piece. And um, one of the things that I look at with her and with myself in general is um, most of us, I would dare to say, are brought up in a very structured way of living. So like you you grow up, you go to school and then you graduate theoretically from school and then you either start work or you go to more school. <laughs> and there's like so much of our time is already like truncated and given away. And it's almost like we're just along for the ride. Um, and I have never really enjoyed that. <laughs> so for myself, it has been an ongoing facilitation of like, wow, if I was truly choosing for me here, what would I choose? And then what would that create? So my life has been, if it, if it were a drawing, it would be a crazy squiggly line that is, brings us to this moment right now. Um, and then like, I guess if I had one target as a parent with her, it isn't about like getting her to any destination, but it's more about like, what can I be with her that invites her to being empowered and invites her, this makes me want to cry, uh, choose her joy every day. And so where this comes together is being like in that co-creation and adventure together. And so this piece of what we chose that day is like a, a literal adventure that we went through on this day. So basically she had expressed to me a few months ago, she was like, mom, do we have any malls around that are like multi-level? And here in Maine, we actually don't <laughs> because Maine is a, even though it's geographically big, population-wise, it is very small. Now, it's funny because I grew up uh, in upstate New York and the Syracuse Mall was just an hour away, which was one of those massive, like, multi-level malls where you could go and do all of the things. So I was like, wow, what would it look like for me to give her that experience that she's really curious about and asking for? That started a couple of months ago. I haven't been able to find a mall yet. We're working on it. But anyway, what it turned into, she adjusted her ask and was basically like, can we have a day at the mall here, at the main mall? And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. But like, yeah, why not? We don't typically do girls days like that. And I could have brushed it aside because I'm not really a mall person. Like not, <laughs> I've never been like a huge shopper. Um, and I, so I could have brushed it aside, but I saw that she was like, there was something for her with going to the mall and exploring these things. So I said yes to that. And then what I didn't acknowledge at the time was that along with her literal ask of going, she was energetically asking for like this yes day of like going and exploring and letting her lead and see what that looked like. So we go to the mall the other day. <laughs> this sounds so country for a second of like, we went to the mall guys. <laughs> oh, awesome. Anyway, um, and what what first started to unfold was just seeing what stores pulled to her and at first she was stopping herself a little bit she'd just be like oh look at that one and look at that one but wouldn't actually venture to go inside yet 
but that only took like two minutes. And then I was like, do you want to go in? And she was like, oh yeah. So we go into this like high-end candy store where like each piece of candy is four bucks, like that kind of thing. And, and she was walking around and so fascinated by all the different things. And she started getting things that she wanted to get. And that was that first piece for me of like, oh, I hadn't actually contemplated the like monetary aspect of this day yet. I had just looked at her enthusiasm for it and was like, let's go. So I was instantly starting to be facilitated on of like, oh, what am I going to be spending today? <laughs> or what does she think that, that, you know, okay. And my, my longer backstory with money, I've had a ton of points of view around lack in my world. And when I first reached out to Sarah, actually, after we had this day, when I first started writing the message to her, it was coming from the place of acknowledging how much my money reality has changed because what I chose and what she invited me to that day was something I would not have been willing to choose even last year, especially in the middle of winter, which I gave the context to Sarah when I wrote the message is in the winter, my husband's work like goes in half. And so classically every winter is like, it's a little rough. And so anyway, at this moment, I was like, oh, okay, wow. All right. Well, if I didn't have to automatically put up resistance to her, like starting to like desire all these things, even in the candy store, let's just see what she really desires to choose here. And as soon as I was that space, she also became more space. Like it was less about the, I have to have the thing. And it was more about the celebration of all the things that were just in there. And then when it came down to it, she ended up choosing like four smaller things. She didn't even go for like the crazy big stuff that she technically could have. And I was like, whoa, okay, well, that was interesting. And then we ended up in um, a comic book store, which is now one of her new favorite stores, because it's not just comic books. It's like gift items and music and all these different things. And she's a huge gamer. She loves video games. So there was a Zelda section and she every section she saw, she just got more and more excited. And she started doing the same thing in this comic book store that she had done in the candy shop of like, oh, I'm going to get this plushie and I'm going to get this little pushine and I'm going to, she's like, all, and I was like, wow, okay, in this moment, she wants like 10 different things. And this store is way more expensive than the candy shop was. So again, the money thing came up and I was like, oh, I have no desire to like dampen her enthusiasm. Like she's having a fucking ball today. So if I could pot and pock my points of view around like having to give her everything, like meaning having to buy everything, like if I didn't have to figure it out in this moment, if we could be in the enthusiasm together and then we can get to that point of that 10 seconds, whenever that 10 seconds is of what actually works for me and what she's asking for. And so again, I went into the space and then she went into the space and again, she ended up doing her own, like, I don't want to say she limited herself, but she ended up making her own choice instead of the, here's the hundred things that I would like to bring home right now. She was like, here are the three things that I would like to bring home right now. And so the, one of the things that that day showed me was how much being totally changes what a situation is. Because I know that if I had actually chosen the resistance, and I, for people who aren't seeing me, I'm like moving my hands right now, it would have created this interesting reverberation where it would have been more like need from her and then lack if I had said no and these other things. Um, 
And then when I thought we were all done, this is the last piece I'll say about like what was chosen that day. When I thought we were all done and we were getting ready to leave, she remembered that there was a ropes course in this mall. And this ropes course is hilarious just because it's a part of a furniture store. Where <laughs> it's this big furniture store, but they created it as like a destination because obviously a lot of people go with their kids to go look at furniture and stuff. So they have like a concession stand, they have the ropes course, they have this whole thing. So at first it was like, I just wanna go see it, mom. And I'm like, yeah, let's go see it because we had only seen commercials. And we got in there and she was so excited about it. And she was like, I actually want to try it. And usually she's pretty cautious with her body. She's not one of those kids who's just like jumping and going crazy. Cause some kids are like that where they like, they just have a totally different way of being in their body, but she's like way more calculated and um, controlled or whatever that is. So I was like, well, I don't want to dampen her enthusiasm for this ropes course, especially when it's not something she would typically choose. And so I got a little more information about how it was all set up. And then I chose for us both to go and got tickets for us both to go on it. And so that opened up a really cool facilitation for her because it stretched her way beyond her comfort zone. It was not all ease for her. And then my body was so happy to be there and play and like explore these different ways of being. You're on a harness the whole time, but like it's a lot of like obstacles and moving through things. And my body was so lit up and happy. And so I got to see how her yesterday literally and figuratively contributed to me and my body and my life being more lit up to. And so at the end of the day, I, I almost felt weird because it was so different and to acknowledge how much has changed for me even in a year, energetically and monetarily, that I was like, I had to write Sarah and be like, I just chose something that I've never done before. And I kind of feel weird, but there's also so much acknowledgement and gratitude and how much has changed. And like, thank you for being on this journey of consciousness with me. <laughs> there, There's just so many nuggets of possibility, but I didn't want to like interrupt anyway, because <laughs> I love listening to you. Um, because one of the one of the things that have been shut down in a lot of us based like from how we were parented and this isn't to make parents wrong but it's to look from a different place it's like the energy of asking you shall receive back to my point of like having to ask the parents and if the parents are always looking for no what does that tell you about your ask like it's not valuable um or, you know, making money, the issue that then just gets implanted in their world. And so they know if they ask, they don't, they have to either prove that they deserve it. Or they have to navigate the parents like lack and not even lack from like, if you don't have the money, you don't have the money, you know, like, how do you navigate that? You know, but, but even your willingness to be in the 10 seconds and go, okay, cool. What do I, what can I be here that invites a greater possibility? And from the being part, this is the power of being you podcast. Um, the being part invites her to know what will work to choose, you know? And, and the interesting part is like, we think our kids aren't aware of our financial reality. They're fucking aware of it. And they're willing to ask for something that expands it. And we're like, how dare you ask for that? You're making me feel like a bad parent because you can't afford it. So let's just cut out all of your asks. This is my parent's voice. I don't ever use it, but this is me and her <laughs> imitating parents, <laughs> you know, but why don't you cut up all your ass so that I never have to feel like I'm not enough as a parent. 
And what if, and, and I've so freaking been there. I said freaking instead of fucking, I so fucking been there. Um, as a parent and as a very young parent, um, you know, I became a, a stepmom to a nine month old at 19 years old and then had my own at 21. Um, and then further down had two more. Uh, but that, that thing of like, you want to give your kids the world and then what it brings up when you can't, or you feel like you can't and where that energy gets, um, like convoluted in their world, because we're like, Hey, if you just stopped asking, then I wouldn't have to look at this for me and you being there and not knowing how you're going to figure it out and not knowing what you're going to choose the next 10 seconds and letting her look at it and how she can then include your world. You know, it's like, it's interesting. Cause we think, you know, if the kid had full choice, they would just buy all the expensive things and run up the bill. But what if they're aware too? what if they're aware of what can actually be afforded? What actually will stretch mom or dad to, to choose something different here? And what if their kindness and caring includes that to not push you beyond, you know, not being able to pay the bills next month or whatever, you know? Um, so I love what you were being there and I love, um, what you were choosing that invites her to know that her joy and her enthusiasm for living is a gift. Um, from that place of allowing her to inspire, I'd love to explore that a little bit with you before we go. Um, how often do we, as parents, like put on the face, like my parents did it all the time. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> you know, where, where it's like, we've been taught, don't let your kids like see you worry, stress or upset. Or like you see in movies, the parents crying and they're like, Oh no, no, they're wiping their tears. Cause the kid came in. Cause that's the right and good thing to do to like hide those things from the kid. And I'm not saying go dump all your problems on your kids, but it's like from that vulnerability that if we were willing to co-create, like you said, in the beginning, our lives with our children and include them, what else is available for us to receive as inspiration from them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you want to take that and run, that would be awesome. I don't know <laughs> if I actually put a question mark on the end, but what do you know about that question mark? Yeah. Um, and this is one of the things, and it's so funny, this kind of makes me want to cry too. So let's see if we, if I can get through this one. One of the things that she has shown me and invited me to, and has been such a gift in receiving from her is actually how much allowance she has for me. And so like, so growing up, especially with her older brothers and especially with a dad who didn't necessarily do vulnerability, like that was not a normal, like everyone's very kind in my family. So it's not about people being mean and nasty or anything like that. But there's a a different space to like real vulnerability where you're willing to have people see when you're not perfect or whatever. And especially my family, like uh, to not be smart would be a difficult place to be in. So you always want to have your stuff together. You always want to look like it's all together. And again, not that that was ever said, that's the like underlying thing with it. So one of the things I've been personally being facilitated on on this journey of consciousness the past couple of years, and Sarah, you have been a a huge fucking invitation to this from the moment that I met you, is the power and the potency of vulnerability and what that can actually create. And so one of the things that I have let myself choose with her since I would say playing with these tools is like, 
having those moments of being like, hey, and it looks different on in different moments, but like there'll be days when I'm just having a rough day of like, you know, I feel like I don't have my shit together or whatever that is. And I'll actually say that to her of like, hey, I'm having a rough day and I know I'm kind of potent right now. Please know this isn't personal about you. I like, this is just what's up for me. And, and she's just like, okay, <laughs> like there's no, <laughs> but I know that if I hadn't taken that moment to just acknowledge that with her, then that would have created a whole other dynamic where maybe she would have been like, oh, is this about, am I being wrong, blah, blah, blah. But because that vulnerability was chosen, that creates something totally different moving forward together. And every time I've chosen that with her, like it creates something. And so I even said it this morning when she was doing the mom, hey, look, mom, look, mom, and this other thing. And I was like, okay, because I could feel my um, impatience rising because I knew I had a bunch of stuff I needed to work on this morning. And so I like, okay, allowance, exceed my awareness right now of all the things that I know need to move, breath, and then just be vulnerable and real with her of like, hey, like I am looking at this thing and also this is what's really required for me right now. And I know that choosing these things with her <clears throat> and she's her own being, so I'm like not taking credit for this. I just know that choosing that vulnerability with her creates um, a space where then that allowance that she is with me gets even bigger. And so especially like the work that I do, meaning I work very bizarre hours, I travel <laughs> sometimes, um, no day looks exactly the same. And energetically I change all the fucking time because I'm always in classes, I'm always um, playing with these tools in my life and then I facilitate as well. And so energetically I'm constantly changing. And she is one of those people in my life who's like literally and figuratively very close to me, who also has so much allowance of that process. Like she doesn't uphold the same expectations that other people might and not, not making someone wrong if they have an expectation that, I mean, it's something I've walked through a million times over with my husband where I keep changing and he's kind of like, but wait, like we, when we started, <laughs> things were more like this. And so now I don't totally know what, how, what, what are the rules of the game now? Like what's going on, which is also a gift in that facilitation too. Cause that's invited me to be a different potency and demand in my world, but also allowance and kindness with him. But she is this very special gift where she doesn't do that. Like, and it's, I don't, I get, I kind of get speechless and tongue tied around it. Um, but I know that what I be and what I'm choosing with her invites that to be even more present. Like I don't get to take credit for it, but it's like, I know that what I'm choosing invites her to step into that, which is really fucking awesome. And I would be bold enough to say that that story you told in the beginning, when you acknowledged her being when she was inside of you is part of that because so much about how we're supposed to um, parent children these days is about cutting so much of them off to fit into this world. And we think we're being a contribution because we're helping them to avoid judgment. We're helping them to get it right so they can have the right life on the right path, the right future. 
And we miss these things because whatever little like point of view gets activated, like, so her allowance, right? Like she's willing to be allowance because you're willing to receive the allowance. And if you didn't acknowledge her being that could have so been just sat on the side is not valuable. And, um, then she doesn't know that she can create with that, that she can be something with that, that she can invite with her allowance. And that is just one of the magical qualities of this being. Um, what would it look like if we started to, um, interact with the beings that are in these little bodies rather than the size of the body and what we think they require? Um, yeah, I was, I was holding my grandson yesterday and I was just like chatting with his being. I can't believe I have a grandson. I said that out loud on a podcast who am I right now. Um, but like just chatting with his being, but not from like words, but from like the energies and watching, you know, it's, it's not, you know, this same exchange as, as I'm having with you right now, but like the, like miraculousness of this being in this little tiny body and what brings him joy and what gift can I be for you? And, um, it, it's like invited all of that back in of looking from the place of infinite being not size of body. Um, so to wrap this up with a bow, if you were to like, so my final question I've asked you before, I'm going to ask you again, and I'm going to add a little something. So twist so I ask, twist um well i always ask everybody you know the the show's titled the power of being you podcast and if you were to write this show's description what would you say is the power of being you would you add like what is the power of being you as a parent that creates a different world um well this is not a sidestep. It's it's the thing where there's other things that play into this. Of, um, and I shared this in in a thread the other day, um, and I'll share it here. There there was a a class, a Symphony of Possibilities class in Croatia that I was at, and there was a little baby boy who was there, and um, Dane, who happens to be Sarah's brother, was facilitating, and he was acknowledging this baby, and how like how present how potent and all of that this baby is bees and how ready he was for his mom to basically be that too it's like we come in like that and then very quickly we're, we're told the rules of the game the judgments the like what we're and we start layering on these things and and we become very interesting little kids teens young adults adults and in that moment, when he was acknowledging the kid and how the kid was so ready for that, I got the like broadband download of like, fuck, like how much are the kids of this world asking that of us to, to be like, to step into that power of being like who you actually be before you defined anything about yourself. And I'm, I'm pulling that in to play with this image that I saw as you were talking about, um, I think maybe when you were like, I think by you acknowledging her, the bigness of her being when you were pregnant, I saw um, the power of being as a parent 
it's going to start as an analogy, but it doesn't totally hold over of like um, a garden of like, I can see how I can nurture and contribute to my daughter and how that can like contribute to her like blossoming in the world. But again, not from the place of owning her blossoming, like not from the place, like that's all her. The choices are all her, the creation are all her. But the more I step into being all of me and showing her that that's a possibility and in fact, an incredibly potent one, then that like nurtures the soil, right? For her to be like, oh, what can I choose with that? And and I, I, I am already seeing her do that where she is just choosing to be her. Like she knows that she's weird and that she's different and she totally owns it and just like, like goes full force into that. And, and then that plays with the target that I said earlier on here of like, if I had a target as a parent, it's to invite her to the empowerment of herself and then what that creates in the world. Um, and I know that's not a linear answer to what you said, but I, to me, there's this piece of like the kids come in so open, but it's us creating the structures that then tell them that that's not okay. So the power of being us as parents or just being with kids, you don't have to be a parent to do this or be this. The more that we step into that power of being, then they get to use that as the launch point. Instead of having to like take off all the layers and the rules and the judgment, they can actually use the launch point of their being for creating their life without having to do all the other work first. Brilliantly put. And thank you for not making it linear. That way I could follow it. <laughs> um, thank you, Kate. I'm so grateful for this conversation. Um, thank you for the gift that you be and the gift that Phoenix bees by way of inspiration of her mama. Um, if anybody on the podcast wants to find out more, see what you're creating, um, say thank you. How would they do that? Um, so you can go to katesartan.com you can also find me on instagram or facebook i'm the only kate sartan so it's easy to find me <laughs> wow that's awesome um <laughs> all right everyone thank you so much for joining us and i look forward to seeing you on another episode of the power of being you Bye. Bye, thank you thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the power of being you podcast if this conversation has been a contribution to you, please share, subscribe, or leave a review. For more information about being you or to learn more about the amazing tools of access consciousness, you can go to www.accessconsciousness.com. How much fun can you have exploring the power that comes with truly being you?